Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by my incredible co-host, Michael Cohen. Thank We've you, got a lot to discuss on Beatdown today. Trump's horrific, horrendous, dangerous speech last night in Florida where he essentially attacked Israel. He praised Hezbollah. It is despicable. We will talk about that chaos on Capitol Hill as MAGA Republicans are now attacking Steve Scalise as McCarthy 2.0 as they selected Scalise to be the next speaker in the Republican caucus, now are attacking him total and utter chaos there then let's talk about what's going on in the new york attorney general civil fraud case against donald trump where michael cohen you are set to testify donald trump claims that he is going to be showing up next week it seems like he's trying to time it based on when he believes you are going to be testifying and moments before we went live judge eileen cannon we learned blew up a hearing that was taking place on the potential conflicts of interest of the lawyers for Donald Trump's co-defendants. She got angry at the prosecution for not having immediate answers to certain questions that she had before she went through this conflicts hearing and then just said, leave, get out of here. And she shut down the hearing, you know, in my view, to cause further delay. Let's get through all of that. Michael Cohen, what's going on with you? Oh, gosh, uh, what's going on with me? Let me start by saying, I don't know when I'm testifying. All right. Uh, I've been contacted by literally every single news outlet so far, all saying, well, we understand that you're testifying potentially Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, that they're going to cross-examine me for three days talking about uh, Trump's uh, defense counsel. And, and to boot, we understand that Donald is coming to New York and is going to be in the courtroom when you're testifying. Ooh, right? So obviously I put out a response. Salty, if you have the response, I think it speaks for itself. Uh, I turn around and let's see. Salty, you have that response? We'll get I, it up shortly. All right. So Here's what here's what I said. I said, it's been five years since we have seen one another. Assuming I am even on to testify next week, I look forward to the reunion. I hope Donald does as well. And, you know, it gets chuckles from the various different journalists, you know, you know, do you, you know, uh, are you going to be able to concentrate with him snarling at you and making those fakakta faces at you while you're, <laughs> sitting, while you're sitting right on the stand and so on? And I said, listen, let me be very clear about something. I'm not intimidated by him. Uh, I'm not intimidated if he wants to be in the room. I'm fine with it. I don't particularly care. What I do care about is, you know, the length of time that one has to be um, sort of, uh, you know, beholden to cross-examination. I mean, I don't have three days within which to waste sitting there when this entire matter very much like the deposition. You want seven hours? Knock yourself out. I'll sit for seven hours any given time. But 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then to go back and forth with the same questions a thousand times. I'm really hoping that Judge Ngoron puts a stop to this sort of stupidity because there is no way that they will finish this case in the requisite period of time that Ngoron has allocated for this case, which is, you know, December like 20th or something like that. It was supposed to be a 10-week trial. We are already in week two, and all that they've gotten through is what five witnesses by the by the end of by the end of this week. You know, especially considering Fridays are only half days, so they've gotten through five witnesses, potentially six by the end by the beginning of next week. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. You know, they really do have to put a stop to it, and one way they can do it is just you know make a. And this, of course, would be the responsibility of the attorney general would be to make a motion in limine that the questions should all revolve around the deposition that I sat for. Um, you know, it's uncomfortable, to be honest with you, uh, to do these. But then potentially between 21 and 24 hours to sit on the stand as a non-party witness to this thing, it's fucking abusive. And I'm just not going to have it. I, I won't. I just won't have it. Not to mention, I have other personal things that I need to take care of uh, that this is going to impede upon. And these things that I need to personally take care of are significant to me. So we'll see what happens because so far I'm not, I'm not sure whether I am or I'm not uh, testifying next week at all. So well, well normally these depositions Wait, stay tuned brigaders right well keep 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 us posted you know look your deposition was what seven hours seven hours in length and that's pretty long um i think you understand that you're there to testify for anything within the scope of the case no. what it is what it is that no. you know but they want to no. ask you other questions no, of course they are and they're going to turn they're going to turn around and try to claim that it has to do with potential credibility they're going to claim that it has to do with moral character they're going to claim all sorts of things uh you know and that's fine that's fine i don't particularly care but i don't have next week 24 hours to testify, to sit over three days. I just don't have that open and free in my schedule. And I, again, they're personal issues to me that need um, to be, uh, you know, that need to be dealt with. Um, and I'm going to make sure that I deal with them because they're, again, significant to me. I want to talk about, though, the Donald Trump who wants to show up in the courtroom. You know, he shows up, attacks the judge, attacks the law clerk, attacks the prosecutor, attacks you, attacks the witnesses, attacks the attorney general, attacks right. the attorney general, then goes back to wherever he is, the, uh, a Hilton hotel lobby that he calls Club 47 or that he used to call Club 45, which is literally like just the ballroom at the airport, Hilton. You know, and then he goes and says some of the most heinous 
and despicable things. You know, we were watching his event uh, last night that he was yeah. holding there, and Midas Touch was the first to kind of publicize what was going on there. I want to show you the lowlights, but he here's what went down. He called Hezbollah very smart. He praised Chinese President Xi. He attacked the Israeli prime minister and attacked Israel, more significantly. And he called the Israeli defense minister a jerk. Let me show you this compilation that we put together at Midas Touch. Play the clip. You know, Hezbollah is very smart. They're all very smart. The press doesn't like when they say it. But Hezbollah, they're very smart. I'll never forget that Bibi Netanyahu let us down. That was a very terrible thing. I will say that they've got to straighten it out because they're fighting potentially a very big force. They're fighting potentially Iran. And when they have people saying the wrong things, everything they say is being digested by these people because they're vicious and they're smart. And boy, are they vicious because nobody's ever seen the kind of sight that we've seen but they cannot play games. So we were disappointed by that, very disappointed, but we did the job ourselves, and it was absolute precision, magnificent, beautiful job. And then uh, Bibi tried to take credit for it. That wasn't good. That didn't make me feel too good, but that's all right. So they got to strengthen themselves up. And they said, gee, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack from the north because that's the most vulnerable spot. I said, wait a minute. You know, Hezbollah is very smart. They're all very smart. The press doesn't like when they say it. You know, I said that President Xi of China, 1.4 billion people, he controls it with an iron fist. I said, he's a very smart man. They killed me the next day. I said he was smart. What am I going to say? But Hezbollah, they're very smart. And they have a national defense minister or somebody saying, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack us from the north. So the following morning, they attacked. They might not have been doing it, but if you listen to this jerk, you would attack from the north because he said that's our weak spot. But Hezbollah, they're very smart. Michael I mean, Cohen. Seriously, could you, could you imagine that this is a man, forget about that, who wants to be president of the United States. This was a man who was president of the United States. He is by far the least presidential person that I think could possibly exist. Right now, Israel is going through, the, the world is going through an awakening. We have seen brutality that hasn't been you know, seen since maybe the Holocaust, right? 40 babies, babies decapitated. The fuck does that to a child? They put people, young kids, in cages and lit the cages on fire. Fucking kind of an animal would do something like that. They're driving down the street, and it didn't matter. They didn't ask you whether you were Jewish, Christian, Hindu, Muslim. They didn't ask what your religious affiliation was. They didn't ask where you were from. What did they do? They just gunned you down. And then, right, in the spirit of, you know, where, you know, uh, showing a grievance is, what do they do? They go to the bodies and they take the jewelry. They open, they take out the wallets of the people and they take the money. Serious? All in the name of Allah? I really don't think so. And in fact, 
what makes this thing so atrocious and makes it really an issue for the world is the simple fact that we know Israel is going to defend itself, and they certainly have the right to do that. But in defending itself, we've already seen unfortunate casualties of civilians on the Palestinian side. Now, I want to be very clear about something. I clearly stand with Israel. I have 200 second cousins that live in Israel. I actually know people whose relatives were gunned down at that event and killed. Um, I know, unfortunately, that members of my family, second cousins, are all right now activated and are on their way or are already there in order to take control over the Gaza. This is a much bigger issue than what people understand. We saw as one of the um, clerics who is right now living in Qatar called for an all-out worldwide jihad to take place on Friday the 13th, tomorrow. And the FBI has actually issued a warning for cities like New York, California, Boston, Chicago, etc., Rome, they're talking about Paris, they're talking about all over. This is not just, it's done in the guise of their grievance, but Palestine is not Hamas. Hamas is not Palestine. And unfortunately, what's happening is Hamas uses civilians as shields because historically, Israel values life. Israelis value life. And they are extremely delicate in terms of how they deal with Hamas, who unfortunately, again, is using children, the hostages, the elderly, all as shields in order to protect themselves. I mean, this is barbaric. Barbaric, to say the least, it is beyond disgraceful in terms of their actions, the raping of women, children, beheading of toddlers, lighting people on fire. I mean, you know, grabbing hostages, including the elderly, the handicapped. This is, this is out of control. And you know what? The world sees Hamas for who they are and what they are. But at the same point in time, my, my prayer is really that as Israel mounts its offensive, and it will be very significant, that they just take into consideration, again, and they know this better than I, I've never been to Israel, and I don't understand the policies, I don't understand the, the issues, I certainly don't understand why Trump is now attacking Israel attacking Benjamin Netanyahu, even though obviously it has to do with something that Netanyahu said while Trump was still president um, or some behavior that he doesn't like. Therefore, you got to kick the guy when the whole country's down. <laughs> I mean, just this is who the guy is. 
And we must never forget that. We must never forget that this man lacks any empathy at all. And the notion that he is the leader of the Republican Party for 2024 is atrocious. You know, it's ego driven and we need a level headed person who appreciates our national security here that understands international stability in general. And Donald Trump views everything through him. He feels slighted because Benjamin Netanyahu and others in Israel, he thought they're going to support my conspiracies and big lies and help me seize power and and they didn't you know and also you have a situation right now where in israel you have billboards thanking president biden president biden is being presidential a leader he's thinking from a you know even keeled you know kind of deeply thoughtful way and trump hates that. He's jealous. So it's ego. He's seething with jealousy and he's lashing out. I saw somebody say, I think we're one step away from Donald Trump saying that he gets love letters from Hamas and Hezbollah and they're beautiful love letters and he loves them and they're very strong and very powerful. That's how Donald Trump treats our enemies. Our enemies to Donald Trump are praised. They're strong. They're powerful. Our allies, the people who are really strong and powerful, they're weak. They're timid. They they annoy Donald Trump. Just think about in that clip, when we think about never forget, right? Just think about that line. What are the types of things we never forget? We never forget 9-11. Israel will never forget the terrorist attack by Hamas. Donald Trump says, never forget that he felt personally slighted by Benjamin Netanyahu for not supporting Donald Trump's bogus claims that the election was rigged. And so while you have President Biden acting like a leader, standing up for the United States, for democracy, for Israel against terrorism, here's Donald Trump as well during this, um, whatever you want to call this event, again, he does the event at a airport hotel lobby that he acts like it's a club. It's not. And here he is just repeating Barack Obama's name over and over and saying, Hussein, Hussein. And Donald Trump is insane. I mean, look at this person right here. Play this clip. Because he's got a boss. Who's his boss? Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein. Barack Hussein Obama. Remember the great Rush Limbaugh? Barack Hussein Obama. He go, Barack Hussein Obama. Hello, Lee. Unbelievably, the corrupt Biden Department of Justice recently invited an Iranian-backed judge from Iraq to visit our nation's capital. Isn't that nice? He couldn't have been too impressed with our capital. It looks like shit. No, have you seen what they've done to and again, I mean, you know yeah. who looks like shit? Donald looks like shit over fucking bloated asshole that he is. Can you imagine talking about the people's house, our capital? Looks like shit. It looked like shit because you sent a bunch of insurrectionists, maniacs over there to smash the fucking windows and to spread feces all over the walls and to try to find Mike Pence and hang him and kill Nancy Pelosi. Well, 
no, they fixed that. You know who fixed it? The Biden administration fixed it, not you. So no, our capital doesn't look like shit. It's a magnificent edifice, which to Donald, that means a building, all right? It's a magnificent, magnificent building. And to sit there and to denigrate our capital, the symbol of American democracy, right? And symbol of America's might. The fact that this asshole wants to be president of the United States, come on, serious? What the hell is going on in this country? What are we doing? And let me tell you something, the, 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 the statements that come out of his mouth, meaning Barack Hussein Obama, Notice the laughter that you get in back. That's why he's saying it. What he's trying to once again assert is that Barack Obama is Muslim. All right. That's what Rush Limbaugh was saying all along. It's what Donald Trump used in order to really propel the campaign, which was birtherism, which again is nothing shy of racism. This is who Donald Trump is. This is a man who I have stated over and over and over again, racist sexist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, and anti-Semitic to boot. This is the guy who's leading the GOP. And it's why, again, on every show, I implore each and every brigader to make sure. I want to see, I want to see blue hearts from all of those that are with us right now. If you are right now fully ready to go, that you are locked and loaded, marked as a Democrat for the 2024 election, that you have your election card, that you've filled everything out, uh, and that whether it's going to be by actually going to the polls or through mail-in ballots, I really want to see and make sure, thank God, look at those blue hearts. Thank God. These, every one of you, please make sure that every member of your family, your next-door neighbors, your coworkers, everyone are fully registered for this 2024 election, because if we do not do something as a collective group, as the brigade, if we do not show the love that we need to show as Americans, to show the whole world that we stand for democracy, we stand for right, we, you know, that we, uh, we don't allow this sort of activity by terrorists, we, if we don't do that, rest assured, there is an opportunity for Donald Trump to slither right in and like he did in 2016 to take over the, the office of the presidency once again. And I can't imagine, I really truly can't, I cannot imagine what will happen to this country, what will happen to our allies. No idea. But one thing I do know is that he can't fix the Arab-Israeli conflict, which has been going on for thousands of years in 24 hours, just because he says so. I can assure you this ass clown cannot fix the Russia-Ukraine war in 24 hours. He cannot fix immigration in 24 hours. He cannot fix, not that he wants to, climate change in 24 hours. But if you, he cannot fix, you know, uh, you know, uh, medical uh, uh, VA issues in 24 hours. Everything to Donald Trump is 24 hours. Have you ever noticed that? And the, the notion that he could fix anything in 24 hours. I'll tell you what, 
If he could fix something in 24 hours, go fix your four indictments and your two additional civil lawsuits in 24 hours. Why don't you start with that? All right. And let and before you before you move on to the big boy stuff, go worry about yourself. You talk about Donald Trump slithering in, and one of the things he talks about in his speech, he reads that xenophobic, xenophobic poem, The Snake, which he turned into yeah. a xenophobic poem, but how the woman let the snake. And Donald Trump is the snake the GOP let in to destroy our country from within. If you think about the chaos that exists in Washington, D.C., and what makes Washington, D.C. right now look so problematic, it's what's going on with the Republicans on Capitol Hill. The fact that there is no speaker of the House, the fact that MAGA Republicans nominate through a majority vote a purported speaker of the House in Steve Scalise, then attack Steve Scalise and attack each other, and they can even elect a leader from their own party. They don't even have the votes to adjourn. They don't even have the votes to say, let's leave for the weekend. That's how incompetent they are. And what I always say, you know, it's funny, not funny, but it's it's just a reality that like when we broke the news of what Donald Trump was saying in Florida, where he attacked Israel, where he praised Hamas, you know, there were a lot of uh, people, MAGA Republicans who attacked us. And because a lot of Republicans were picking up what we were saying and saying, yeah, this is heinous what Donald Trump is saying, you know, and then the MAGA Republicans, these real extremist MAGA proud boys type people like, well, that's a lefty group. That's a lefty group. I, I, just reporting what the news is, folks. I'm just telling you what the facts are. There's nothing they, lefty. There's nothing lefty. Jump, jump into, jump into uh, as well. Did you see the one person that the media started um, going after to talk about Steve Scalise and so on is George Santos, a guy that now they're superseding indictments, especially after his campaign manager um, pled guilty to the scheme that these two did stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars and stealing IDs and credit cards and so on and living off it. That's the Republican way. That's who these folks are. You know, look, it's why I keep saying again, 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 and thank you to everybody for smashing that blue heart. You know, we must as a collective, I don't know how many times to, to say this as a collective, it is so imperative that we ensure this blue tidal wave. There is no opportunity for, oh my God, are we going to be, you know, 40,000, 60,000, 80,000 votes plus or minus uh, as it comes to, uh, you know, as it comes to this uh, whole issue of who's going to be president of the United States. This needs to be an ass whooping. We need to make this thing so huge. I mean, when I mean huge, I'm talking about insane that it's not even close because only then will these Republican idiots understand that Donald is not their savior. In fact, he has ruined 2016. They lost. And, uh, in 2020, they lost. 2022, they lost seats. There was no uh, red tidal wave as they expected. And hopefully again, we pick up now the necessary seats in the house. We put an end to this stupidity. How fast do you think the Democrats today would have a speaker literally appointed by the necessary, um, by the necessary votes? It would be on the very first go around. You wouldn't have 15 times. And now they're not going to have it. You have the Matt Gates crew, the, uh, the, you know, team chaos, 
They're going to stop anybody, and they think that by doing so, it's going to now hurt all Americans. It's going to be on Joe Biden's back because the country will not be able you know, to raise the debt ceiling, they won't be able to do business, et cetera. On top of that, they're not going to be able to assist. This is their opinion. They're not going to be able to assist Israel, which is not true because there's already a blank check for like $3.5 billion. Fine, they'll be able to use that. There's so much nonsense and stupidity going on on the Republican side that would not exist if the Democrats had control over the House. That's just a fact. You mentioned George Santos, a perfect representation of who the MAGA Republicans are in terms of the criminality, corruption, and lies, but also their weakness and appeasement. If they appropriately handled George Santos from the outset, expelled him, took the appropriate action that needed to be taken, they wouldn't have emboldened a George Santos. Just think about it. You basically now, if you're the MAGA Republicans, have to rely on George Santos in order to have a speaker who gets elected. And George Santos is now wielding the power they gave him by basically saying, all right, well, now I'm not going to support Scalise. Anything but Scalise because he was appeased by Kevin McCarthy. Remember, Kevin McCarthy gave George Santos two pretty plush committee assignments, like the Small Business and Science Committee. Someone who ripped off small businesses, they put in the, in the Small Business Committee. Just think about that. Let me show you right now. Here is what George Santos has been saying, and here's how he said he's a anybody but Steve Scalise. Again, remember the snake poem. Santos is, again, one of the snakes they let in. MAGA is the snake they let in. Play this clip of Santos. Talk to us about your uh, Never Scalise uh, conversation. Yeah, it's Never Scalise. At, at this point, you, you're, we're going to have to find someone else in leadership that comes forward that's going to be a compromise candidate. But as for me, it's Never for Scalise. No, it's not because he didn't call me. It's because if you're in leadership, there's 222 members of your party, 221 now. You talk to everybody. I've reached out numerous times to, to Congressman Scalise, and me reaching out and asking him for guidance in his leadership and him not reaching back out, that's a dereliction of his duty as a leader. So I'm not voting for somebody who lacks fundamental leadership skills. Is I don't know. I don't care, quite frankly. How is meeting there? So there's a waste of time at every such a clown show that's somebody who literally stole people's credit cards ran their credit cards to give himself donations there's a superseding indictment where his treasurer and one of his former top campaign aides um, have already basically accepted guilty pleas to testify against him that is who the MAGA Republicans are. I want to get your thoughts on that, Cohen, get your comments on that. But first, I want to remind everybody about the political beatdown Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash political beatdown, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. We don't have outside investors here on political beatdown. This is one of the most watched shows in all of YouTube. Usually it's number one in news. Usually it's number one of all YouTube for our time slot in general, more than Fox, more than CNN, more than NBC. Thanks to all of you in this community who helped grow that. Just think about that without outside investors to be able to build that. So we thank you so much. And we have exclusive after shows 
Like as soon as this show ends today, Cohen and I do an after show. There's a whole archive of old after shows where Cohen talks about his experience in prison, writing his uh, New York Times bestsellers while in prison. He talks about his law school experience after law school, pre-Trump. And we also talk about like, just Cohen, how are you feeling today being in the center of all of this? What's that like? And again, you can access those exclusive after shows at patreon.com slash political beatdown. Also, if you ever wanted to speak with Cohen, he responds to the direct messages and we host an exclusive Zoom where you get to meet Michael Cohen and myself. We're going to be announcing the one for October very soon. So join us, meet Michael Cohen and myself. Again, it's patreon.com slash political beatdown. Become a member there. We've got a lot to discuss, including that Santos clip you just watched. Also, Donald Trump continuing to believe that he's running against Barack Obama. He had to be corrected again that it's not Obama, it's Biden. That and more after this quick break. We're brought to you today by Manscaped, who's taken a step up to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped's all-new Handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the Swedish treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code BEAT for 20% off plus free shipping. I truly love Manscaped's beard products, and it may be spooky season, but you don't want to go around scaring people with that scraggly beard. Give them something to look at with Manscaped's Handyman. With the Handyman skin safe technology to help reduce nicks and cuts, you can finally feel confident when going for that close shave. For wet or dry use, feel free to bring this anywhere and everywhere. The compact design and airplane friendliness makes this the perfect travel tool for on the go. And for my wolfman with a little more scruff, Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit has everything you need to tame your mane. This cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. So no more drawers full with extra add-ons collecting cobwebs. That's right. Your Halloween costumes may take effort, but your beard grooming doesn't need to. When you can get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. The Beard Hedger has a long lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. There's no trick with this treat. Manscaped has you covered. So get 20% off plus free shipping with code BEAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BEAT. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have a family that you wanna be able to spend as much time with as possible, is so important. We all have a heartfelt reason to support our blood pressure. In fact, more than half the US population would benefit from blood pressure support. Superbeats heart shoes are an easy and convenient way to support healthy blood pressure, and they promote heart healthy energy. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Superbeats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. And with over 30,000 five-star reviews and counting, Superbeats Heart Shoes are having their moment. Superbeats Heart Shoes are incredibly delicious and so much better than any 
alternative supplements out there. I take my Super Beats Heart Shoes each morning and it's really kickstarted my morning routine so I have the energy to do my hot takes on the Midas Touch Network. After taking my Super Beats Heart Shoes, I feel like I have more energy and I'm ready to take on the day. Super Beats Heart Shoes support healthy circulation so you not only get blood pressure support, you also get productive, heart healthy energy without the crash. Support your heart health with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes and a free full-size bag of turmeric chews valued at $25 by going to the website beatdownbeats.com. That's beatdownbeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at B-E-A-T-D-O-W-N-B-E-E-T-S.com. That's beatdownbeats.com. Thank you to all of our pro-democracy sponsors. We're back live on Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, first off, I want to let you know there have been so many people who have joined that Patreon during the break patreon.com slash political beatdown and by the way if you're a member of our patreon just put in the comments below if you think the exclusive content and engagement with michael cohen is worth it just let people know if you don't think it's worth it be honest but i think we do a good job curating the content there it's patreon.com slash political beatdown before we took our break i showed that clip of george santos who says that he is an anybody but scalise right now and they gave him that power despite knowing what a fraud he is and he's just one of the many who are holding them hostage right you got like anna paulina luna you got nancy mace you got matt gates you've got kind of all of this clown show for their personal ego engaged in this performative cosplay fascism. You got Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about snitches and the five families. She's playing her cosplay mafia. Like it's really strange and dangerous behavior, Michael Cohen. Yeah. Look, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see the, you know, the chaos caucus in full display. There is no way it's going to be another shit show that is going to resemble what occurred when McCarthy ultimately became speaker. You're going to see 15-plus um, votes. It's going to go all day and all night, and then again all day and all night, and they're not going to get to the requisite number. And the funniest part about the whole thing is when you start listening even to Kevin McCarthy, who are they blaming for Kevin McCarthy being ousted as speaker? It's the Democrats' fault. I mean, I couldn't believe when I when I listened to this bullshit coming out of their mouths. It's the Democrats' fault. Why didn't any of the Democrats side with McCarthy to keep him in there? Really? It, that's what you have the majority. Get your shit in order. That's what I would say. That's what I would say to each and every one of the Republicans that are there. Get your own house in order before you decide to start, you know, in on the, you know, the Democratic side. No, not one Republican would vote for Nancy Pelosi when she was speaker. Now, all of a sudden, in order to keep the Republican peace, 
And in order to sort of neuter the chaos caucus of Matt Gates and Jim Jordan and Marjorie Toilet Green and the rest of them, it is now incumbent upon Democrats to cross the aisle and do what they need to do in order to protect him. I mean, this but doesn't the thing, make any Cohen, sense Cohen, at all. But here's, but, here's, but here's the thing. Democrats actually would try to come up with a bipartisan solution if Kevin McCarthy asked for that and was serious and had serious negotiations and discussions. Democrats were open to it. I spoke to many members of Congress, but instead, Kevin McCarthy spent the days leading up to his ouster mocking Democrats. Yeah. attacking Democrats, making fun of them, saying, I will never work with them. So then what What do you expect? And let me let me give you this framework. You know what this it's like, how- Ben? You know what it's like? It's like the bully that people knew in school that, you know, every day would push you into a locker mm-hmm. or, you know, punch you in the arm. And then all of a sudden you're expected because he forgot his lunch. Oh, everybody should get together and make sure that he eats. I mean, that's just how crazy their ideology, their belief system is. It's all about them. And when they fuck up and that they can't handle their own house, it's incumbent upon Democrats to step in. So if that's really the case, who the hell needs the Republicans to be the majority in the House. They don't seem to be able to do anything right. Look, let me go one step further here. So Jim Bag Jordan is not only the chair of the House Oversight Committee, but he also went ahead and he created the weaponization of the Department of Justice Committee, where he once again happens to also be the chair. And his goal in setting up this committee was to expose the Biden administration's weaponization of the Justice Department by Joe Biden against Donald Trump, the leading opponent in the political race for 2024, right? And the guy who, in his mind, is going to be the next president, meaning Trump. What's happened with that committee? Well, all of a sudden you had brave people like Congressman Steve Cohen, Dan Goldman, Congressman Dan Goldman, freshman congressman. Uh, he's he's accomplishing more as a freshman than these assholes who've been there 8, 10, yep. 12 years. It's amazing. Then you have uh, other members of Congress like uh, Ted Lieu, Hakeem Jeffries, uh, where each and every one of them have turned around and said, whoa, 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 slow down there. Slow down there, cheeky monkey, because here's the facts. You can't start with the weaponization of the Justice Department today. Let's go back and look at other things. And they go about and cite the United Michael Cohen versus the United States of America, Department of Justice, Donald Trump, Bill Barr, et al. They cite that case and they say, well, don't you think that we need to examine the Department of Justice in its totality? Don't you think we need to examine the Department of Justice under the Trump administration with Bill Barr, when you have a verified by a federal judge in the Southern District of New York acknowledging that I was retaliated against by the President of the United States and his willing and complicit 
bloviated asshole attorney general Bill Barr and remanded back to prison because I wouldn't waive my First Amendment constitutional right. So why are we not starting there? To which Jim Jordan ends up doing his best porky pig imitation. And that's the answer that you get from Jim Jordan. Very similar to the answer when they asked him if he spoke to Donald Trump on January 6th. That's the way Jim Jordan answers. So we already know what the issue is. This is not to start a committee in order to get something accomplished or done. It is the starting of a committee in order to do what? In order to appease a party of one, his monarch, his leader, his king, his Fuhrer, Donald J. Trump. And again, thanks to all of you. Thanks to this network, my mea culpa podcast, Political Beatdown, The Brigaders. We will ensure that we put an end to this bullshit once and for all in this upcoming election. Just make sure that we share this um, this podcast, this live podcast. Make sure that you tell all of your friends and your neighbors and help them to ensure that they are registered to vote. And together, we're going to bring such an ass whooping to the GOP they will never be able to recover. And all of these maggot morons, these assholes with four teeth and three brain cells, gonzo. You know, what you said just now is similar to the letter that Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis sent to MAGA Republican Jim Jordan yesterday. We covered it here on a hot take on the Midas Touch Network. And she basically says, look, what you're doing is a crime you obstructing the criminal case that i have against donald trump and 18 other co-defendants is criminal and i know you're trying to hide behind the speech or debate clause but you may want to study georgia's obstruction statute which she cites and she goes i don't know if you're just completely ignorant or just more likely you are okay with engaging in this behavior just to take a look at what she says here and i want to make a broader point she goes jordan i'm in receipt of your letter dated september 27 2023 a charitable explanation of your correspondence is that you are ignorant of the united states and georgia constitution and codes a more troubling explanation is that you are abusing your authority as chairman of the committee on the judiciary to attempt to obstruct and interfere with a georgia criminal prosecution see and she cites the statute for the crime that she believes jim jordan is engaged in indeed you confess to this motor motivation on mark levin's september 10th 2023 show when discussing one of my office's active prosecutions you boasted quote we're trying to get all the answers but we're trying to stop this stuff as well. While you may enjoy immunity under the United States Constitution speech or debate clause, that does not make your behavior any less offensive to the rule of law. So powerful there, offensive to the rule of law. And here's the thing, when I look at these committee hearings, right, and the MAGA Republicans say, we have evidence they say yeah, always 17 evidence. audio recordings they say of president joe biden engaged in bribery my reaction if there's one 
audio recording, I would be outraged. I don't care about all the great things that President Biden did. If he was engaged in yep. criminal bribery and it's on audio, that tugs at my heartstrings and my moral compass. When you tell me, wait a minute, President Biden gave $6 billion directly to Iran to then be used by Hamas, and you say that, that makes me angry. I'm like, he did that? And then you find out they're lying. And not just a little bit, because the psychology of the big lie is that most people go, well, wait a minute, they can't be lying about all of it. They are. There's zero audio recordings. The money was never released, nor could it ever be released to you the know, Iranian regime. And, so and, you're just totally lying about yeah. everything. And the thing is really, you know what's them. important, Ben? What's really important is that we lay it out for the brigaders. What really happened to that $6 billion? All right. And again, one of the things that you're going to always get from myself and from Ben and from this network is raw unfiltered truth and we strongly recommend googling it if you if you want to fact check what we're saying just go to google the six billion dollars never belonged to the united states it was confiscated iranian money from many years ago all right on top of that the money is in the hands of a third party nation. I believe it's Qatar. And Qatar is basically, we'll call it the receiver of this money, which is to be used solely for humanitarian purpose. Now, some people will say, yeah, but money is fungible. You could use money that you have now for humanitarian purpose, the, the six billion that you got, and the other money that you earn, blah, 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 ends up going into rockets and stuff like that. Let me be very clear. The rockets that were being shot into Israel, there is no indication that it is Iranian. There's actually no indication that it's Russian. And believe me, it's not as if they're not going to be able to tell because the Russian rockets actually have Russian writing on it. And the same thing with Iranian rockets. And so it's not. These folks were probably building it themselves. They obtained, where they obtained the materials to do so, that I don't know. But here's well, something Cohen, interesting they refroze, too. to be clear, they refroze the money. Yes. It is believed it is Iranian money, but no money was, I mean, it was Iranian rockets and Iran helped them with the support of Russia. But let me be clear, the money's frozen again. The money was never released. The money was targeted humanitarian aid. It was frankly no different than what the policy was in the Trump administration, and the MAGA Republicans want to spread a big lie like that to harm and degrade the Biden administration during a time where accurate information is at a premium. Accurate information is at a premium. And, and that's my problem with that. I, I just wanna know the data regardless. And as I, as I said, it, when it comes to, you know, the 17 audio recordings, if that's real, I can handle it. I'm a big boy. Let me know. Let me know. Oh, I want to know not, and I want to deal with it. Did they not do the same thing with the Hunter Biden laptop? That's all we heard about for how many years now? Three years? Well, what about Hunter Biden's laptop? What about Hunter Biden's laptop? What came off of Hunter Biden's laptop? A porno flick? A guy who was dealing and coping 
with a horrific drug addiction? That's what you got off it. That's what you. That's what you made an entire, you know, episode about. Seriously, this is what you. This is what you want to attack Joe Biden on. Everything, and you're so right. And everything that they say, it's not only is it just bullshit conjecture. It's flat out lies, misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. That's what it is. And the sole purpose of putting out this information, this malinformation, misinformation, and disinformation is to fuck with our heads as a country, to divide us, to divide us greater than what we are now already divided as. And again, this all comes to a stop when we push these maggot assholes right out of right, the fact that they could even be members of Congress is abhorrent in and of itself. But the goal is to absolutely step on them in the 2024 election, kick all of these guys out who are acting as chairs who of their different committees so that the work that needs to be done for the American people, like balancing the budget, like climate change, like drug prices. I mean, like veterans, um, you know, uh, protecting veterans. Uh, I mean, just immigration. I can go on and on and on for a long time. There's so much that needs to be handled and rectified. And unfortunately, we don't get there. Why? Well, Hunter Biden's laptop. That's the problem. Who does this benefit, though? Our division, when our country doesn't have a speaker, when we can't fill ambassadorships and top military positions because MAGA Republicans are blocking them in the Senate, because MAGA Republicans are ousting their speaker. Who does it benefit when we attack NATO and our allies and praise the enemies of America? Who does it benefit? Hmm. Who were the first people right. that Donald Trump invited to the Oval Office? Was it our allies or was it the top people from Russia like Sergey Lavrov and Sergey Kislyak? Was Donald Trump meeting privately and secretly with Vladimir Putin in Helsinki, which has never been done before? Who are the beneficiaries of the chaos and division here and the rhetoric that causes the chaos and division here? Doesn't it elegantly line up with the exact same rhetoric that's being used by our enemies abroad in Russia? And then you start to ask yourself questions. Okay, so one of the documents that we know Donald Trump stole, the classified records, and I want to talk about that case in, in just a moment as well, wasn't it the Iranian war plans? And hmm, we got Donald Trump feeling that his ego was hurt because Israel didn't support his lies about the 2020 elections. Mm -hmm. So Donald Trump takes war plans about Iran, who he's now praising Hezbollah and attacking Israel right now. Hmm, let me try to make these fundamental connections right here. And it doesn't take the conspiracy theorist mind to go, doo, doo, doo. those are what's called facts. We know that. How do we know that? There's an audio recording of Donald Trump talking about the war plans for Iran. How do we know he's praising our enemies? There's a freaking video about it that he made in the last 48 hours at a speech that he gave. So these are facts. The same way MAGA Republicans, they want to lie and say 17 audio recordings, then they don't exist. They're zero. I've got audio recordings for you because that's called evidence. 
And all I do is I say, press play, press play. Here it is. And then the MAGA Republicans response, oh, that's a lefty propaganda group. That's just, that's what he says. Th those are his words. And then finally, Cohen, I want to talk about what went down before Judge Eileen Cannon in the case involving Donald Trump's theft of classified documents. There was supposed to be a hearing today on the conflicts of interest caused by Donald Trump's political action committee paying for the lawyers of Trump's co-defendants, Waltine Nauta and Carlos de Oliveira, who were represented respectively by Stan Woodward and John Irving. And in the afternoon session, Judge Cannon wanted Jack Smith's team to say, okay, well, what do you want me to do? And Jack Smith's team like, hold the hearing. That's what we want you to do. The Garcia hearing is we question the witness about whether there are conflicts of interest and whether they're making a knowing and intelligible waiver. Then we can deal with the remedy. But Judge Cannon's like, first, tell me what you want. And, and then Jack Smith's team's like, well, we want to potentially bar the lawyer from representation. And then Judge Cannon's like, well, you never put that in your brief. I, I, this is outrageous. So she stopped the hearing. And the whole purpose of the hearing, before you get to the remedy, you have to have the hearing to determine if there's a conflict or not. If there's no conflict, there's no remedy. So what she did is she flipped it. She went in reverse then got pissed at Jack Smith's team because they didn't have the answers of what outcome they wanted before the hearing took place. And then she called off the hearing. She postponed the hearing. As soon as this ends and we start our uh, hot take, our, um, our exclusive after show rather, I'm going to do a hot take on that issue. So everybody watching, check back in in the next five minutes after this ends. We're going to then do a hot take on that issue alone. But Cohen, you have a serious issue of Donald Trump stealing classified documents, the import of that right now is more serious than ever as he's attacking our allies. And you got Judge Cannon, who he appointed playing games and showing her just total corruption. Look, at the end of the day, I believe she'll end up um, losing her, um, her judgeship. And she, truthfully, she really should. I don't mind that she was appointed to the bench by Donald. I, I don't. I mean, every president appoints federal judges. That's just how it works. Now, under most circumstances, the way that a normal president does it is they maybe 60% are Democrat, 40% give or take are Republican. That's the way that it has always been done. It's the right way to do it. And that way you don't have a bench which is completely lopsided based upon ideology, political ideology. She's a whole nother breed of stupid, to be honest with you. The fact that she's throwing a hissy fit against the prosecutors because it doesn't inure to the benefit of Donald, I mean, it's asinine. She has to understand that the whole world is watching. When she makes a ruling, it's not that Michael Cohen and Ben Micellis have something to say about her decision. It's not. It's not just us. It's every single lawyer that's out there. It's every single political pundit that's out there. It's every single think tank that's out there. Each and every one turning around and scratching their head, whether you're Republican or Democrat. You're scratching your head and saying, this is just a very odd, a very odd decision to come out of her court 
which unfortunately mirrors several other very odd decisions that have come out of her court, all that in order to the benefit of Donald, that just escape legal reasoning. And so shame on her. But, you know, one of the things, Ben, before, obviously, we start wrapping, you know, today's segment up, obviously, somebody needs the two-finger salute. You know, I want to do something a little different today, if that's okay, Ben. I want to ask you, who do you think, because I know who's getting it, who do you think deserves today the two-finger salute? Me? Who do I think? Who do you think? Donald I want Trump. to see if you I want to see if I agree with you. I mean Donald Trump. I don't know how after what he said yesterday he doesn't get the two finger salute. Yeah, you know, I was thinking the same thing. Unfortunately, he's been the recipient of the two finger salute so often. You know, he you know, he may end up getting, you know, the star of uh of uh on the walk of shame, you know, there in California. Uh but I got to be honest with you. I'm more inclined to give it to George Santos. And I'm and I think George Santos truly deserves it because he runs away from the media every time that they want to ask him a question about his um, illegal activities. And there's so many of them. There's like another dozen or so um, superseding indictments coming against him based upon, again, his campaign manager, or his treasurer, um, you know, pleading guilty and implicating him and now all of a sudden this same piece of shit is in a position where he gets to vote on who the next speaker is and he still wants to take a position of high moral ground when this guy this guy as we used to say when i was in my fraternity he's lower than whale shit on the bottom of the ocean i mean there is nothing lower than George Santos. And the fact that he has the ability to wear that congressional pin and he wears it next to an AR-15 with that three shirts and the sweater, then the jacket, you know, there's just everything about him repulses me to my core. And for that, I have no choice. But George Santos, fuck you. George Santos, the recipient of the two-finger salute. George Santos, there you go. What an embarrassment to our country. What an embarrassment the MAGA Republicans. But everybody, as soon as this ends, check out the hot take that just dropped on the Midas Touch channel where I break down everything um, that Judge Eileen Cannon just did. That hot take just went live. Michael Cohen and I will record our exclusive after show content. It usually takes us about 15 minutes to record, then we post it. It's an exclusive podcast for our patrons. Go to patreon.com slash political beatdown, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash political beatdown. You can go there now, become a member. As I mentioned before, we don't have outside investors here on political beatdown. So it's a way that we grow this platform and we will soon be scheduling our live meeting where you can meet Michael Cohen. And then just in general on the political beatdown Patreon, Michael Cohen responds to the direct messages and is in the chat. So if you ever wanted to engage directly with Michael Cohen, and maybe me a little bit, but more Michael Cohen, that's a great way to do
do it. Patreon.com slash political beatdown. Go there now. Check out the hot take that is just posted right now on the Midas Touch Network YouTube. Make sure you hit subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's free to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our audio podcast as well on Political Beatdown. So audio podcast listeners, subscribe to the Midas Touch YouTube channel. Midas Touch YouTube watchers, please just search on your audio podcast device, Political Beatdown. Hit subscribe there. It's so super easy to do. It helps massively with the algorithm. If all 15,000 of you who've made this the number one show on YouTube for news right now were to do that, it would push the it would push the audio podcast to likely number one or close to it on all of the podcasts as well. So if you can do that, that would be great. Again, patreon.com slash political beatdown. Check out the hot take about Judge Eileen Cannon's horrific uh, decision and what she did earlier uh, in the day. And we'll see you next time on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.